Hey, Brendan. How you doing? I'm right, Alex. What's going on tonight? Uh, you know, like this is my um, get together with myself moment. You know, like I, I you know, like the, the, like it's the frenzy of you know every evening. School has started. Uh, school started uh, on 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 your side of the tomorrow, right? And so school's starting tomorrow, and my kids haven't been in uh, school for uh, over a year now, so they're wow. very excited to get in there. Wow, and we're nervous. And uh, that brings me to my next question, which is um, uh, for the past year and a half, I've been asking the same question. Um, first of all, where are you located and how has been the pandemic going for you, Brendan? Sure. So uh, uh, Pennsylvania, PA, right outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, the pandemic has, I mean, it's, it's, it's been something, right? It's been, it's been a big radical change uh, for, for us. We have, uh, you know, my wife has quit her job so that she could be with the kids uh, and do homeschooling. Um, not her cup of tea, but it was something that kind of we needed to do to make things happen. Uh, sold our house in the, in the middle of, uh, I don't know if you guys are having the same type of thing. We are down here uh, in the States, but the housing market's ridiculous hot. So Crazy. we're just like, we're just like, so let's sell this thing and get the hell out of here. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, so we did that, moved, um, you know, made a couple hops, skips and jumps over to a place where we both kind of grew up. Um, and, and here we are. It's been, it's been a little, it's been taxing. Um, at the same time, it's been, um, I think everything you could ask for out of a pandemic in that, um, yeah. you know, we grew, uh, we've all stayed, we've been lucky to stay healthy throughout all of this. I think our relationship has improved over, over this period, uh, all of us. Um, and I think that, you know, we, we've, we've taken a lot from it. Um, there's definitely been, uh, some conditions like, you know, I think that, um, we, we've all gone through like some type of depression in one way or another. I know I have like in one way or another, um, yep. Uh, I, I was, um, going to do jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu, um, probably three to four times a week before the pandemic. And once the pandemic hit, you know, cut that out. Right. So my outlet, my physical outlet, my way to exercise was, you know, taken away out of a number of different things. Um, and for me, that's a big part of, um, you know, the, uh, the podcast that I do is spiritual dope. That's a big part of my spiritual practice. That's my body, mind, spirit time, if yeah. you will. And, um, you know, you take that away and, uh, you know, the professor that I was working with, he did a really good job of, of doing everything online and Zoom and trying to keep people engaged. But you really can't replace real chokes. <laughs> you can, you really, sure. you really, Absolutely. You really, Absolutely. You know, yeah, you can't replace you can't replace that camaraderie, the people being in person um, and, and that kind of improvement and uh, the way the way that all that works. And. You know, for a while I tried doing, uh, my wife's got the Peloton. I tried the Peloton. Um, not a real big fan of riding a bike in place. Yeah. So I know, uh, yeah, I know so exactly what you're saying. Yeah. All, all in all though, all in all, I mean, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's been a challenge. I think that the, the people that we've been around have all been um, like friends and family have all been pretty good and healthy. So kind of grateful for that and grateful for, how it's ended up so far and i don't think we're quite out of the woods yet but we're 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 getting there <sighs> yeah you know like and the reason why i ask you know like is um 
you know, like I've been asking the, the same question for a past year and a half. And um, one thing that, you know, like I, I, I asked my guests is, well, first of all, do you have a feeling that, as I do, that there's going to be like a huge wave of post-traumatic stress, um, vic- you know, kind of victim um, following because, you know, like I was just, it's weird, you know, like, but, you know, like you, you said some kind of depression, but I think there's also like the, 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 the trauma, you know, like when you said, you know, like, actually, you know, like you, you didn't say it like, like that, but, you know, like I, I hear you saying, I can't wait to get back to, you know, like just doing like that human chest that is black, uh, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? You know, like it's, it's you know, like it, it's, it's human chess game, um, you know, with contact and chokes and, and, and you know, and, and arm locks and all that. Um but my first thought was actually, oh shit, you know, like, I guess there's going to be like, it's going to take a while before you go a hundred percent, right? Because kind of in the back of your mind, you're like, ah, you know, like, I don't want to catch anything and I want to give anything, you know, like there's going to be kind of, you know, like that's, that's me, right? Like it's mm-hmm. my, it's my, but definitely comes from some kind of freaking trauma, you know, like of, of and, and I'm, I'm nothing of a germaphobe. I'm not, you know, like I have no phobia of, you know, like contacts, but you know, like, just tonight, you know, like my, my wife had two of her best friends coming for, you know, like they do like the nail salon thing and whatever, you know, the girly things. Uh, <laughs> the things and, the ladies do. Yeah. And, and she, I've known them for more than 12 years, right? You know, like, but both of them, when they got home, when, when they arrived home, um, they, they mimicked the, um, the two kiss, right? They went like just at the distance, like, mwah, mwah, you know, like, hey. I'm home, you know, like I'm here, um, which just made me think, ah, shit, you know, like not that I, I understand, but you know, like there's really something that broke during that pandemic and I don't see, you know, like the moment it's going to come back, you know, like a hundred percent, you know, like, and so do you feel that, you know, like for, for you or around you? You know, things are definitely going to change, right? Like I've got people giving me elbow bumps and stuff like that. Yep. I think, you know, a- absolutely. There's no, there's no question in my mind that this has changed how we interact. You know, we, um, you know, we've gone like 99.9% virtual through work, through connection, friends, family. Um, and then to your point, uh, I know that I've got to travel soon, right? And, um, usually when I travel, Alex, I like to bring my I like to bring my jujitsu gear with me and check out a different gym. Yeah. Right? I'm like, hey man, I'll go I'll go check out this other place. That'd be great. Let's see how they do things here. And then I was like, you know what? I mean, I'm gonna be on a plane, I'm gonna be in contact with people, and then like, you know, to go to another gym and bring that into their gym, that's probably not cool of me, right? Yeah. It's probably not cool. I mean, that kind of sucks, right? And even coming yeah. back, I'm like, I know even and, and and keep my family safe too, right? So now coming back and keep my family safe and going back to the gym. Do I wait a couple of weeks? I mean, I'm vaccinated and all the stuff, but um, yeah, it changes, changes, changes how you kind of uh, approach it. Um, I don't feel like I'm going to get anything, but it doesn't mean yeah. that I won't. Absolutely. And, and not getting anything or not feeling sick and being, you know, because then again, you know, like I, I, there's some of it that I blame the media because you know, like you know, like they say everything is the opposite, right? You know, like so you can actually have no symptoms but be like a bomb of virus, you know, like <laughs> spreading around. You know, town l- and, listen, you know, I, I think that's part of their job, and I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but shit, man, um, let us walk outside. 
You know, yeah. let us let us figure some of this stuff out. Um, because truth of the matter is, they don't really know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a very very educated, very educated, very well informed, educated guess. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and if you just basically if you just look back uh, at the at the what the Spanish flu in nineteen eighteen, just follow whatever happened then is happening right now. Right. Yep. It's the same exact wave. I mean, you see it happening right now. So kind of use that as your guide. <laughs> Be like, hey, absolutely. We saw this like a hundred years ago, guys. What do you think is going to happen? Everything yep. that happened a hundred years ago is going to happen again. So, for everybody who's getting sick down in Florida, running around crazy here in the states, thinking it's not going to happen, they're probably sick right now. You know it what I mean? Will. So, yeah. you know, use a little bit of use a little bit of use a little bit of uh, kind of that discretion. Use a little, you know. Am I a fan of putting on a mask? Do I think it's protecting a hundred percent? No, but I don't know if you saw the the meme of the kid that like you know would like peed like if you pee all over the place. Did you see that meme? No. So there's a meme and it's like, you know, it's like a kid like kind of peeing everywhere, right? Okay. And then uh, it, it sprays everywhere and then he pulls up his pants and he pees his pants and he's like, this is kind of how a mask works, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean. It makes a it, lot of sense, right? It, you know, like it does make sense. And so look, is it 100% effective? No. Is it, can it, can it prevent like maybe one or two people from, from getting sick? Yeah. Then. And if that's the answer, then just put the mask on. Nobody cares. Yeah. I don't care about your opinion. I don't care about anything else. Just put it on. Like maybe you're saving somebody's grandma today. Okay. Exactly. And just just be that guy. Be you know yeah. be the hero. Be that hero. Yeah. And um, do you feel that um, you've seen a decline of your um, of your entourage or yourself mental state? You know, like because you know, like I've heard about you know, like people. Like a, a rise in relapses, you know, like for substance abuse. I've mm. seen a rise in depression, anxiety, panic, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Have you have you seen that? Have you know, like have you been witness to that as well? I've experienced it, right? Um, just not not the relapse, not this other stuff, but like just experiencing that kind of um, especially in the beginning, where everybody still tried to pretend like everything was normal around you. And you keep trying to work. You're like, oh, well, I got to be at work from nine to five. Got to be at work from nine to five. Zoom, zoom, zoom. No, I don't have a meeting book. Let's book a meeting. I'm booked in meetings nine to five. I'm productive. Yada, da, da, yep. da. And then like, it's like, what is all this for? And like everybody suffered, right? Myself and everybody else, the people in the house, uh, people at work. And the thing that's been good about this is that everybody suffered. It wasn't just me. And I mean, like, you know, um, our bosses, our leadership, they all had families that they couldn't, you know, break away from it, or they were going through the exact same things as us, same fears, same locked in, uh, all, all the things they couldn't try. There was no travel exception just because you were the leader of, of some company. So everybody was experiencing the same thing. It leveled stuff. Yeah. It d- d- leveled the playing field right there. And they, you know, knew this. And, and so what I've experienced is, yes, I've experienced some levels of depression. Yes, I've experienced... Um, you know, some uh, impacts on my mental health. At the same time, what I'm seeing, at least where I work, is this understanding of I'm not alone. Like nobody's alone in this, right? Every, everybody's going through this. And Absolutely. where I'm at, like they, they've implemented a lot of tools, a lot of support, and a lot of understanding where they're like, listen, 
if you need a day off, if you need some time off, take it. We understand. Yep. If you're feeling burnt out, take some time. So, yes, uh, but I think that there's some good in there. I mean, no doubt. You know, like there's there's definitely um, – I, 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 you know, I used to say that I wasn't, you know, like in my wife – you know, like I'm, I'm in some ways I'm the opposite of my wife for that. You know, like my wife is a social beast, you know, like she likes her happy hours and, you know, like our business lunch and all that, you know, I can, I, I, you know, like I don't expressively miss that in a professional uh, angle, but I miss hanging out with my friends, you know, like I'm, I miss um, hanging out with people I appreciate and enjoy uh, being with. Um, the professional part for me, you know, like I work in sales, so I understand the contact. But you know, like there, there's something that's a bit revolute on that. You know, like you know, like the wine and dine, and you know, like bringing your customer to a golf game, and you know, like come on, you know, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's funny. It's funny. I'll tell you what was funny is um, I went to uh, pick up a new customer uh, during during the pandemic. Um, it was one of the few meals that I had in between on a sales call and uh we were all talking about what you do and you know what for for hobbies and whatnot and i was talking about jujitsu like well you can't really you can't really do that with your your customers or your clients can you? I was like sure why not let's everybody get on the mat you know what i mean versus yep. versus golf i mean why why you want to drag it out for uh three or four hours man you know especially especially when you're sober like it's no you know don't get me wrong i like golf golf's a lot of fun but like I don't want to sit there for like four or five hours while everybody else drinks and, and, uh, you know, chases a little white ball around the grass field. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, like it's, it's funny because, you know, like in sales, you know, like golf is like, you know, like the Eldorado of, you know, like business, <laughs> bit, you know, right. like business, you know, successfully concluded on the 17 old and it'll like, and, and at one of my job, like a few years ago, they invite, you know, like they, they, we did like a get together internally and, and, um, and so they they started asking, you know, like, do you guys know golf? Blah blah blah. I'm like, well, I've never played. You're like, okay, so let's go to the driving range. Those that know, they're gonna go on the course. But you know, like, we're gonna bring some of you that didn't know about golf, or you know. And I wasn't too interested, but I was like, okay, let's try it. Let, let's see. And after an hour, I'm like, you guys do this for a full day? Are you fucking nuts? You know, like I will not. You know, like I, I, I am. I am in pain right now of how much I don't enjoy it. That's funny. <laughs> and you That's know, funny. And they were like, "Are you kidding?" I'm like, I, "I'm absolutely not kidding." You yeah. know, like I've I've grown with a you know, like my parents had like that countryside house. Every weekend we'd go there. I said, "I don't miss a tree, right?" Because sometimes it's the argument, right? We're in nature, and like. I don't miss nature at all. You know, like I've seen nature all my life. I'm good. You know, like so. So it's not nature. It's it definitely is booze, guys. So like, just <laughs> you know, like accept this. So like, it's definitely the drinks and the you know the nineteen old and beyond that you're interested in. It's not driving the cart and no 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 no. You know, like, sure. go go VTT. You know, like go <laughs> go do like that the the four wheelers and you know like, go do that if you want the the cart right? experience and you That's know. Fun. Um, it is exactly you know, like you <laughs> want you know, like you want sure. you want some adrenaline rush. Don't tell me it's golf, but that's me, right? Again, sure. but um, all right. 
I want to, you know, like what every one of my guests, so I, I follow kind of the same um, MO, which is I, I want you to bring me back to, you know, like some of your early memories, uh, Brendan, of, you know, like whatever you think ignited, you know, like sometimes it's her first drink, sometimes it's, you know, like some, some traumatic event in the family, sometimes it's, you know, like a sibling influencing you and whatever, but, you know, like bring me back, you know, like kind of at the beginning or the genesis of it all. Sure. So, I mean, um, yeah, I think I remember like, you know, definitely hung out. Uh, so, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in the restaurant industry, okay. uh, you know, and uh, hanging out with my sister who was a little bit older and definitely hung out with her. Some of her friends would have some beers and drink and hang out. But then again, like when I was 18, 19, 20, I was doing other things, not drinking. Right. But um, drinking wasn't my like thing. Like weed? Uh, for example? I mean, well, look, I grew up, so I grew up with like a hippie mom too. So I grew up around weed and uh-huh. like that never, that was like, I was like, okay, that's just, to me, that was the same as somebody having a beer. Yep. Right. Um, uh, so I'd have to say like, you know, LSD, mushrooms, ecstasy. I was a party kid for, uh, for a number of years. And, um, what was the know, family picture? Like you, you mentioned your sister and your uh, mom. So, well, we all lived in a yellow submarine. Um, we all lived with my, uh, with my grandparents. Uh, and, um, it was my mother and my sister. My sister was six years older than me. Um, we lived with, um, my grandparents. Uh, my sister got out of the house a little bit, you know, before me, obviously being six years older, I had her first, first kid. And, um, and my mom was just, and she still is like, you know, pretty hippie, right. Still just kind of like, you know, um, where was that, Brendan? Uh, so my dad was, uh, you know, um, if we go all the way back to about four years old, my dad was abusive, uh, in the relationship. And so, uh, this is, we're going all the way back into the eighties now. Um, I feel like we should be in black and white when we say that. Right. Um, but, uh, so we go back, we go back to, uh, you know, um, like the early eighties, uh, California, my dad was, uh, abusive in the relationship with my mother and, uh, she had him imprisoned and okay. divorced. I mean, wow. that's, you know, and to have that happen, right. In the eighties, in the eighties, you know, some shit was happening. So, um, you know, he was out of the picture for the next 15 years and i actually found him uh, about 15 years later when i was 19 i uh, had his social security card I'm not sure what the equivalent is in canada same same okay so uh and it was like 1997 give or take when the internet was still like fresh and shiny and new and yep you could find anything because nobody knew how to protect anything either, right? <laughs> and um, one of the things I did was I went to the Social Security website and for $15, right on like the front page of, of the Social Security, you could enter in the Social Security number and get like last known address. Wow. Just like that. And so I got his last uh, last, name, uh, last known address um, called That was when the internet was the shit. Yeah, when when things were cool, banners weren't even out yet, man. Nobody there was clickbait wasn't even a thing yet. <laughs> that was like ninety eight. Um, so I had a you know had had his social security number, found him, called four one one, got his last name, you know, phone number, and got in contact with him. And it turns out that 
those past 15 years, nothing had really changed for him. He was, uh, he was still uh, doing heroin. He was on methamphetamines. He, wow. you know, um, he'd been pulled over during the time that we reconnected. He'd been pulled over delivering methamphetamines with a sawed-off shotgun in his car, uh, living in I think uh, it was Nebraska. So, um, you know, found him, talked to him, had some letters written with him, and uh, kind of a cool story. Probably about a year later, I'm driving from PA to Colorado with a friend, um, and she and I are driving cross country, and uh, we're we're in Kentucky, and Kentucky goes up against some other state. I forget which one it is, and um, we just passed Lexington, Kentucky, where there's a VA hospital. He was a veteran, and that was a place where I gotten a letter from him. Last time I heard from him was he was at this VA hospital, and. Uh, said, hey, Kelly, why don't we, you know, why don't we turn around and go see if we can find my dad? He may be up there. I don't know. Right. And I don't know if we're ever going to get this kind of chance again. And so we, you know, we follow the signs to the VA hospital. I walk up to the front desk and I just say, hey, you know, is, is, uh, you know, Arthur, he had the best name too, right? Arthur Linton, John Hanley, the third, what the, I got screwed, right? Like, I'm like, I couldn't have been a fourth. Anyways, uh, so, you know, I asked, I asked for him and, uh, he's there, right? Total. I mean, like no cell phones at this time. This is totally wow. random. And, um, there, it's the first time I'd seen him, um, in, in, in no pictures, no letters, nothing. First time I'd seen him in, um, forever. Yeah. You know, Actually, four, if he were for four, pretty much, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, shorter than I anticipated. <laughs> you know, I yeah, because you, you also have like uh, you know, when you're growing up without a without your you know father you a figure, picture. Or somebody, you draw you got a, picture. a picture, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So definitely fell short, but that was okay. And um, you know, we just kind of we sat there chain smoking cigarettes for a little bit, and um, and I just you know pretty much said, well, what do you say to somebody that you you never really you know had anything to say for like 20 years, never never really talked. So um. We met, and that was that was super cool. And um, he died about three months later. Wow! So he died like a heroin overdose about three months later. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, one of those. I mean, you know, I'm getting shivers like my arm hair 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 raised now, right? Because totally, I mean, yeah, how's that happen, right? Like, what are the odds and and all the things? Um, but uh, so. He's passed away, right? Um, probably like nineteen twenty at that time, and uh, I didn't really started drinking yet. I was still just kind of partying, right? Um, I stopped partying hard, and and um, then I went from you know partying hard to trying to clean my life up, uh, meaning like you know get back into school and start doing something with my life because I really wasn't doing anything, and uh, that's when I started drinking. Like I didn't didn't really care, but you know you're working in the restaurant industry, everybody around you is drinking. I was the bartender. Exactly. I ended up being the bartender at a certain point. So not only am I serving, I'm just drinking it and just hanging out. It's socially acceptable. Yeah. Right? Everybody's Absolutely. doing it. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. So, I mean, look, I probably spent like the next 10, 15 years drinking fairly heavily, um, you know, imbibing in a chemical here or there, like usually like some type of ecstasy or shrooms or um whatever never never really a a super hardcore like um cocaine or methamphetamines kind of guy did them all but like it wasn't like wasn't like uh wasn't my wasn't my jam 
right? I was like, this is. I got scared of that shit. You know, like I got scared (laughs) of cocaine. I'm I'm not kidding. You know, like I was a kind of an introvert, like really skinny teen and young adult. Right. And someone asked me if if I want to try. I'm like, sure. And all of a sudden, I feel like I can kick the doorman's the doorman's ass for sure. I'm like, I'm gonna get killed if I continue Mm. using that. You know, like someone will beat my ass or. I'm gonna kill myself using, you know, like so so I got God bless, you know, like I got scared the first time I freaking tried it. Yeah. And I think it's a blessing because, you know, like I would have probably definitely killed myself um in some way or another, right? You know, like um it gave me too much confidence. I got I got scared of myself, you know, like so yeah, I totally understand if you're like when you say it's not my jam. It wasn't either, you know, like it yeah. Well, I can tell you this, I I can tell you, right. I can tell you this though, too. Like I was always, I I made, I made some uh, jokes earlier and I continue to make them in terms of, uh, you know, I'm glad I wasn't rich, you know, kind of growing up because if I would have had a lot of money, that might've changed the scenario a little bit, but like, oh yeah, we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing this (laughs) all night. Okay. Who does it hurt? You know, like, you know, because all it was hurting was actually my wallet, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so it was, and, and then bills and, you know, like, sure enough, but you know, like, but. If, if here, or or if I had inherited, for example, of you know like a close one, you know passing, mm-hmm. that would have been a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like so so you 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 end up with some inheritance of you know like a, you know like you know like a few thousand bucks or whatever. That would have been the catastrophe, yeah, yeah. just a catastrophe. Yeah, I mean, if any of that, if any of that had happened when I was younger, then then, then yeah, a, a good, a real good chance of that. So, uh, really glad that I had to work for everything, right? And I was exactly. like really, really stingy with it. I'd be like, well, is it like, you know, 20, 40, 50 bucks for that? And it's going to be gone in an hour? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, where's does that count for? Oh, right, shit, right, no. Right, right. <laughs> that ratio is no good for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, luckily, I was just a cheap alcoholic and a bartender, you know, um, drinking and, and hanging out my way um, uh, for like the next several years. Um, and even after, you know, kind of bartending and, um, you know, getting out of the restaurant industry and, and then into, you know, back into the corporate world, um, I'd been in it probably in my early 20s, but it really wasn't, again, that wasn't my jam either. I mean, it's just a bunch of people walking around like, got to make the donuts. I'm like, well, if that's going to be my 20s, I'll check back in later, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's quite literally what I did was I, I partied through my 20s, right? Um, and just bartended and kind of enjoyed life in, in a way that... Uh, I'm glad I did, right? Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to wait till I was 60 with a bum hip and and some other thing to to be alive, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah I got. Yeah. You're right. Like I got to wait 40 years so I can enjoy my life. That doesn't no. make any sense. No. So, um, so I enjoyed my 20s, um, early 30s, and then um, you know, we had our first kids. So settled down some in that, but you know, even then. And, you know, making my own beer, still drinking beer and hanging out, making my own wine. And, you know, it's a different scenario then, of course. It's very, very, um, it's very hip, right? Very cool. What, you make your own beer? Absolutely. I, you know, making kegs at a time and enjoyed it. Had a really good time. But I got to a certain point. Did, did was your wife um, enjoying party as well? She, she would drink with me, right? Like she okay. would drink. But like she, she didn't do any of the other stuff. Right. So, uh, like never. So, um, but would she stop, you know, like, would she stop 
because my you know like my ex would sure have a sip but you know like the the difference was you know like it, it, it was evident you know like when you have someone that you know like kind of share your daily habits mm-hmm. you know like the distance between you know, like sharing a drink for dinner and then you finish up the bottle after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah. like and, and you're having like that the <laughs> you know, like the, the 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 early evening two beers and the late evening three beers and you know like so all of a sudden you turn around and like, oh shit, okay, well you didn't follow me at all. You know, like so <laughs> I thought we were doing you, this. Um so uh I would say I drank more than her, but like more often than not, we'd drink together, right? Um, okay. and then there'd also be plenty of times where, you know, she would stop and I wouldn't, right? I'd, you know, keep on keep on going. And um yep. you know, it got to the point too where um you know, probably around thirty, thirty nine, um, I started to want to change, man. I didn't want, you know, all this I didn't um wasn't enjoying it anymore. Right. Uh, wasn't when was the anymore. when was those first seed of you know like either waking up hungover or hmm. missing up on you know like a you know like an early morning with the kids that you would have liked to be you know like like all there but you weren't you know like when was those those do you have memories of kind yeah, of yeah that? yeah so I mean there there's a uh, so uh, one of them that that uh, so one 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 quick quip is that. It was around this time that I started my first podcast, which was a podcast on fatherhood, right? And uh, as I'm doing this podcast on fatherhood, I'm still, you know, having some weekend benders. I'm still, you know, drinking. I'm still doing uh, doing that. And uh, we were in a neighborhood that was a very, very cool neighborhood. Everybody knew each other. Everybody celebrated with each other. Everybody, like, nobody was like, hey, if you're drinking, there was, there was no, nobody frowned on it. Yeah, and uh, I still really remember walking out uh, and chatting with my neighbor one one morning, morning like weekend morning, drinking water or something. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, well, "Where's your beer?" I was like, "I don't want to be that guy, right? I don't need to be that guy anymore." Like, and that that was that was one hit, right? Where I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's not cool." Um, there was an incident where. Um, you know, my younger son had uh, fallen down and, and hurt his arm and um, thought that it may have been broken and I wasn't sober enough to drive. I was like, oh, that's not cool. Right. I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't do anything if, you know, if he needed me to, I can't. Um, and there were plenty of incidents and, and just like, I mean, it got tiresome of, of drinking and arguing over bullshit right like i mean we're stupid just shit. Yeah. stupid stupid shit i'm like um and uh so it got to that got got to that point and then there was just it just got to the point where um i started you know we're in sales right you're in sales alex yeah yeah so i got to the point where i started kind of doing like that you know the benjamin franklin t t thing column right i'm like i started listing all the benefits of yep. not drinking right you know what one of the coolest benefits is, Alex? I can drive anywhere I want, anytime I want, and there's like no worry. I was like, I was like, holy shit! If you kind of reverse that, every time I have a drink, I'm literally putting myself into prison. Yeah, right. It's like a self imprisonment and containment system. I was like, so, oh my god! Yeah. I was like, what? Uh, so, uh, 
I started doing that. I'd wake up every day. I started doing exercise. You know, uh, during this time, I had been training uh, for uh, triathlons, um, which again, you know, had never done before. Right? I would I would drink a six pack the night before and like wake up in the morning at six a.m. and go like swim like my laps, um, and and whatnot. Right? While I'm training for this uh, for these triathlons, and that was another thing too. It was a, I was like a, another one of the positives. I was like, you know, once I start, once you stop quitting, once you start uh, no longer drinking. I was like waking up without a hangover. Awesome. Yeah. Mental clarity. Pretty cool. High levels of energy. I'll take it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the idea of even not drinking as an investment in the end outcome, like how much money am I saving? Right. At least $10 a day, at least. Right. Oh, well, what about how much am I saving on future hospital bills? Holy shit, that adds up too, right? Absolutely. And so, I mean, that's what I did. I mean, mentally, I just kept giving myself all these benefits until the point was like, I can see no reason why I should be drinking. Yeah. There's no reason. It's not – the benefits are like nil. It was the decision to quit and – the pun is intended here. Cold turkey or, uh, you know, like just like, okay, I'm going to be kind of, you know, like, um, you know, like just like a good, a good boy, you know, I like just take, you know, I don't know, like a, you know, like a beer or two, like on Saturday evenings because I deserve it. You know, like what was the kind of the strategy or have you tried that and, and, and failed miserably and, you know, like you knew that you had to, um, so the year, the, first, the, the year before I quit and the year I, I quit cold turkey um, was I uh, I did the whole 30. Are you familiar with that? Yep. So the October, year I did. October, uh, all of these, uh, one of these. Right, right. So I, d I did the whole 30 and the whole 30 was like this, you know, clean eating and, and, and no drinking, obviously. So no sugars, all this other stuff. And man, I felt great. I did an extra like 15 days beyond that. And uh, I was like, maybe I keep doing it. And I was like, eh, not this year, right? And then I did it again the next year, and that was a big part of it too. I was like, you know, I just did 30 days. I feel great. Why don't I keep doing it? And then, like, you know, eventually um, I didn't stop. Uh, it, there was no, like, um, cold turkey I want to stop. It was like, all right, that's enough. It was, it was, okay. I mean, it was, it was just pretty much like, that's enough. I'm done. Uh, I got other shit I want to do in my life. And, um, you know, to your point too, I think you'd asked earlier, what were some of the things that, um, not, not necessarily just missed moments in my children's lives, but going to events or going and hanging out with them, uh, and then being like, man, I can't wait till this is over so I can go drink. I'm like, that's, I don't, I don't want, I don't want those thoughts. Yeah. That wasn't cool. Right. That wasn't cool for me either. So I was like, that's gotta go. Um, and people feel it, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like for me it was weed, you know, like, so, I mean. There was no secret around the fact that I couldn't wait for whatever that kept me from having a big fat joint. For was, sure. You know, it was just an obstacle. You know, like, so so whatever it was, you know, like that, you, you know, like your, your kid's first dance or first class presentation or whatever, you know, like whatever it was, um, people feel it. You know, like yeah. you can't wait to go back home, man. You know, <laughs> it's cool. I'm get, just gonna run to the car. I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? No, I, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you just decided to cut it all 
clean and say, well, fuck it. You know, like it's a, yeah. it's a, it's going to be done. Yeah. Done. Done. Now, tell me like the, the first time or if it ever happened, like the first time you missed it or, you know, like kind of a, you know, like, cause you told me about, you know, like the, how sometimes, it, well, first of all, how long has it been? Uh, it's been about four years. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, like, so you must have had moments where um, either you missed it or it kind of, you know, pissed you off that you, you, you know, like you, you, you took that decision or whatever, you know, like, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, like where, you know, like you go to social gathering where, you know, like you would have. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, it, there, there's the challenge of like, all right, now what do I do to reward myself? Right. What is. What is my what is my mm. reward? Because it, to your point earlier, is it had been all right. Well, my reward uh, is I've earned these drinks, right? I've earned yep. this. I've earned this time. I work hard. I should be I able to kill myself that. all the time, right? You know what I mean. I should be able to poison myself at the end of the day if I want to, um, <laughs> right? And and uh, so definitely had you know plenty of that. Uh, at the same time, you know what it, you know, and, and every once in a while, you're just like, or you're like. Man, everybody's having this kind of fun, and and you almost want that. But even early on, my experience was almost better because I could be around people that were drinking, acting a fool, and then I could just act the fool with them, yeah. and then give them a ride home and be a hero, right? Be like, hey, do you need a ride home? Because you can't drive, and I can drive. I haven't had a drink, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, but it's like, you know, so now you get now you get the added benefit of being able to act foolish as anybody else in there, right? Um, while being sober, knowing too that like they're gonna forget like 87% of what happened, anyways. Um, nothing you kind of do or say is really gonna have a huge impact. And even at the end of that, they're gonna blame themselves and be like, maybe I shouldn't have had that drink and made him sound like a jerk. You know what I mean? Because you know, and and you know how it is, right? You you wake well, up. Conversation like, dumbifies, right? You know, like conversation. Oh my Get. god! <laughs> so I mean, the amount of time that I started spending though with people too, like drastically dropped. Right? It's crazy. I, I was so you know, I'd still go hang out in the neighborhood with uh, the the parents and their kids, but I couldn't stand any more than two hours. It got over two hours. Got over two hours, and I mean, like they'll start slurring, they'll start going back in their normal conversation. And look, man, bless them, man. Everybody's got to make their way through and got to get do whatever you got to do. But I was like. I gotta go home. <laughs> I'm done. It, 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 I'm I mean, done. You, you said it best. You're like, I mean, I mean, it's everyone's thing. You know, like I'm not judging. I'm not saying that I don't have to endure this. You know, like I have, I don't have. You know, like, <laughs> I just got other shit I want to do, and that's okay. But like, listen, you can keep doing what you're doing. Have a good time. I'm not going to be here. That's it. What I'm saying though is, you know, like for those that never experienced it, mm -hmm. for anyone that listens to that that never. Try it at least once mm. where you know at a party that people are going to have a hard drink. Please restrain one evening just mm. for the sake of realizing how early in the evening people start being fucking dumb. You know, like, like, like it's crazy. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, yeah. well, and, and then again, you know, like it depends on kind of the mood. It, there's some mood setting, right? Um, but when it gets like overboard festive, I've been at weddings, you know, like, mm. and, and, you know, like, uh, 
I remember that because it was my sister-in-law was pregnant, you know, so she couldn't drink. And um, it was right before dessert. She kind of walked to me, walked up to me and, and she's like, is it always like that? I'm like, what are you saying? You know, because I, you know, so I developed some, some, not protection, but, you know, kind of some defense mechanism where, you know, like I, I, I quickly designated myself, well, for, for the driver for sure, but I designated myself as the ohm DJ. You know, so I equip myself. I have like the full equip, full blown equipment here. So I'm kind of hidden behind a console. That's sure. first. I had for a while like that, the best freaking camera that, you know, like all my circle of friends had. So I was the photograph, you know, like for these events. Um, so, you know, like that worked great, you know. Um, and so I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know, like even, you know, like, so it was her father's wedding. And she's like, even my dad is freaking, you know, like he behaves like a nutcase. For sure. And so is it always like that? I'm like, well, you know, like when, when it's, you know, like a big party, everyone's equal. You know, like everyone is pretty equal to what you're seeing right now, you know, what you're witnessing right now. And it's... um it has to be, you know, like it has to be experienced at least once. You know, like it's, uh, it's surprising. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's, it's um, yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, like you were talking about the the triathlon, and and you know, like kind of, you know, like having distracting activities. Um, did you add to that? You know, like did did you, you know, like did you start to follow kind of a, not necessarily a strict. Um, either like a, a spiritual or physical or mental diet, but you know, like, do, do you start like, you know, like putting yourself into like a, yeah, some kind of you know um, framework of maintaining all of these three pieces of of your of your of your own self. Yeah, for sure. So the um, I started to do like morning meditation. I don't know. If, are you familiar with um? Oh, geez, what's it called? Is it Savers? Or you ever seen um, Hal Elrod's uh, Morning Miracle? You familiar with that? Nope. Nope. Yeah, so I mean, you know, uh, it's it's a – he's probably not the first person to figure it out, but it's the first person that, that I heard heard about it from. Like you wake up, you do like a little bit of a visualization, right? Silence, um, maybe some meditation, a little bit of reading, um, a little bit of writing, a gratitude practice and like some type of exercise, right? Um, and doing that every morning, every morning and dedicating the first hour of the day to myself, right? I don't check email. I don't check any social media. I don't check my phone. I don't check the weather. I don't check the news. I don't check shit. Except wow. if there's some gas in my gas tank, I've got pen, ink in my pen or and all this other stuff for the first hour of my day. At least, um, and you check yourself, right? You know, like, that's it. So- that's it. That's it. You know, um, you wake up typically. Um, so right now, well, so, you know, so back then, wake up. First thing you do is like a little bit of gratitude. Start off with gratitude, then you know, start doing some of these other free flowing things, just to just to be, just to be, you know, um, and have my own agenda. Because the moment you check somebody's, you check an email. You're, 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 you're starting to follow somebody else's agenda. The moment you check the news, you're starting to, you know, panic and worry, you know, the moment yep. you, the moment you, you do any of these other things, you're doing, 
what the world wants you to do instead of what you should be doing for yourself. So yeah, yeah, big uh, that that was a uh, major shift for me, um, and I still do it. So I've been you know, for for the past four years. Uh, it's been something you know you don't nail them all every day, but you nail some of them. Uh, yep. I've in, I've included breath work in that, right? Like a like a five or ten minute breath work in there. I mean, just, it's a uh, uh, whim off, right? A little, a little whim, a little whim, a little bit of Monica, a little bit of what was how that song go? A little bit of Monica in your life. Um, <laughs> the uh, so whim, you know, is definitely on the uh, on kind of uh, the forerunner there. I've got a friend of mine who uh, is a is a breath work instructor. And he had a different way of going about it. Uh, I've checked out Soma breathwork sessions, which are really, really good. Okay. Um, and, you know, so I basically just kind of go to YouTube and I look for 10 to 20 minute breathworking sessions that, that resonate with me, right? I do them. I practice them. If I like it, I save that one. I do them repeatedly. I, you know, um, there's, uh, there's a couple other ones. Uh, I think this guy's name is the Certified Health Nut. Okay. Uh, he he has like he he can show you ones you can do in just a minute that that will just by breathing really help center you uh and just add energy to your life and you know i don't know i don't know if you caught the name of my podcast a spiritual dope right like it's a hit of spiritual dope doing that yeah. breath work it's just super intense and um yeah man i love it right i just uh modifies the whole day you talked about your podcast. Did, did I hear correctly that you started it before quitting drinking? So I started uh, my first podcast was Fatherhood for the Rest of Us. Okay. Right? So I started that. Um, then I did another one like along the lines of uh, I did it along the lines of Law of Attraction, called it Prosperity Practice. You know, just trying to get somebody to have like just a um, develop a abundance mindset, right? Uh, did that and then kind of while I was doing that I felt like I was still still wasn't still wasn't hitting my stride still wasn't where I wanted to be still wasn't serving the way that I wanted to be serving not just to others but to myself and being true to myself and uh, that's when um, you know kind of you know hit hit on um, spiritual dope and so spiritual dope is the one I've been to about a year and a half now and that one's been okay. you know that's it right and um that's interesting. So, so that you know, like, so the breathing and the meditation is pretty much like the mental and spiritual part of it. What about physical? You mentioned jujitsu. Yeah, jujitsu. Like is it, man, for me. And um, it's really interesting. And I wasn't aware of this before earlier this year. Um, I listened to a, a, a Swami Swami Sarvi Priyananda. Uh, from the Vedanta Society out of New York. He's got like just a ton of content on Hinduism and, and Vedantic studies or Vedic studies. And he was uh, talking about how, um, you know, jujitsu, anything that ends in like a jujitsu is like a fighting art. It's when they change it like into a keto or uh, kenjutsu is, is sword fighting, right? But it's when it turns into kenjo that it becomes uh, a spiritual practice. And I was like, <laughs> It finally dawned on me like that. I already kind of knew that that's what I was doing, but like you know, he just kind of cemented the fact that that was my spiritual practice, right? Uh, a big part of my physical spiritual practice, where you find yourself in in um, you know a flow state of mental, spiritual, and physical, you know, kind of all combined at the same time, and then you're just kind of in that pocket, 
for you know five minutes at a time and it's just uh that that's it for sure and um the the podcast you're running right now what is it spiritual junkie right a spiritual dope spiritual dope so sorry um what does it what does it talk about what is the you know like the subject matter of it sure so i mean the the primary the primary subject matter is interviewing people who have uh integrated their spiritual practice with everyday life uh to to such a degree where it's you know they're primarily running a spiritual life uh and it's all fully integrated um versus kind of separation right for me my challenge has been uh i think it was after you know shortly after i quit drinking i think that most of the people that are familiar with like the aa and the big book know that like there's a certain time frame that there's going to be some type of spiritual experience right uh, i think that it's like around six to nine months there's like uh it's a it's kind of like a known thing yep and i had one right like it was just like it was crazy right just i was like holy what the hell and um i had no idea what was going on and um and so i was like well, this is this is an amazing experience what do i do with it now right um, I was lucky enough to have a, a few close, close enough people that I could reach out to just to let them know. First, of all, I was like, all right, this is what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Help. Right. Uh, I had some people that I could reach out to and I could do it uh, in full transparency and let them know that this was something that was going on. And then I was also lucky enough that I was able to share it with my wife. Right. I mean, which for me was very uh, it, it was scary and and priceless to have someone that you know like has is open-minded enough to kind of welcomes that you know like and, and just like well, welcomes alex is a strong word <laughs> well listens <laughs> yeah listens for sure listens for sure I'll, I'll share it with you i'll share it with you so i mean we, we got to the point right so i go through this i'm talking to some people and i was actually doing a facebook live and she and I were sitting in the kitchen talking. I was talking to a bunch of guys in the fatherhood group while I was making a batch of chili. And we're all talking the spiritual talk and going through the ringer and, and having this kind of awakening experience and how it's just like super intense and all this other stuff. And my wife's talking with me, but I don't think she's picking up on it because it's just not her jam anyways. That's not her space. And um, a buddy of mine reaches out. He goes, man, Brandon, I think that's really cool that you're able to talk to your wife like that. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, he, and and he goes he goes oh you know all the spiritual stuff it's great that she's she's there with you and gets it. I was like hey Phil I don't I don't I'm pretty sure she doesn't understand what's happening right now <laughs> right and um so I validated it uh, asked her share with her and just kind of told her where I was and what was going on and um, she was a little upset a little worried she goes are you are you on drugs right now I was like it might almost be easier if I was. Right, because then I could point to something. Exactly. Right, because then I could be like, "This is it," and I was like, "I was like, listen, I was like, I don't know how long this is gonna last, because uh, it'd been like several days that I was having like this kind of full body high, this connection with Source, God, whatever you need to call it, and then with no real signs of just kind of going away." And yep. I said to her, I "said and 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 the mental space too is like you're like, what is happening?" And um, so. I, you know, I told her, I said, I don't know if this is going to get better before it gets worse. I don't know how this is going to go. Right. And she's like, all right, well, you know, I'm ride or die, but it's like, I'm a little worried. Obviously I don't know what to say, 
but we'll figure this thing out. And, you know, you know, that was a, a really strengthening point in our relationship. Right. I really, you know, because there was yet again, a, a, an area where there she was loving me unconditionally. Right. And there I was sober enough and present enough to recognize that. Right. And, and to be grateful and have that gratitude to just kind of just, yeah, my heart was open, man. She yeah. could have stomped on it. She could have been like, you're a wackadoo. You need to go get pills. You need to go seek help. I'm taking the kids. I mean, those are all the things that kind of go through your head. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, those are, and, and why wouldn't it? Right. We've yeah. all been programmed enough on the TV to know that those are the things that we're supposed to say. Right. Well, I got to go. I'm going to my yeah. parents. So um, she didn't. And instead, you know, she turned around, supported me. And, you know, and that was, uh, uh, I think, one of the, huge changing points in our relationship too right uh to, to be able to go through that but it was it was it was because i had that group of people around me through that experience that you know just kind of enabled me to charge forth and continue to explore it which is what i've done for the past you know four years like what happened to me what have i gone through how do i translate this uh into uh integrating it into my daily life because it that spiritual aspect really hadn't been there before and so yep. on my podcast, I have a lot of people that have done it and they've done it successfully. And I, you know, I share with, uh, you know, I share with my audience how, you know, they don't look, everybody loves my story. Sure. Thanks. I appreciate you tuning in, but you know, it's that third party validation, having somebody else comes on, we share the story. And then that person who's tuning in today, they're going to hear that person. They're going to resonate with that person, right? They're going to be like, wow. If that person could do it, I can do it, right? Just like this, just like these conversations here, right? If that person was such a mess up and, and turned their lives around, I can do it too, right? So real similar with just getting that integrated spirituality and then hitting on the fact that overall, you know, these practices and those transcendent experiences, even with just the breath work, you can't beat that, man. You can't, you, you can't, you can't smoke a joint, go out in the parking lot, smoke a joint, get high, and then like go back to work and be as fully functioning as you can go out to the car, do a 10 minute meditation, 20 minute meditation, 10 or 15 minute breath work, get supercharged, get some clarity and come back in. That's spiritual dope to me, right? Like that's that connection. That's that hit. You're like, all right, let's go do this. Right. You can't do that with drugs. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's mushrooms, LSD, DMT, ayahuasca, all those things that are, everybody's like excited about these days. Look, they're great. Have a blasky. At the same time, you can do all of this on your own yep. with like your own body and like these uh, special practices, and you know, then you end up being that guy who's like, "What's got you so excited? Like, I'm high on life, bro." <laughs> <laughs> and and and. Uh, for the listeners, I haven't asked Brendan, and I sadly have yet to listen to one of his episodes, but none of his guests floats, you know, physically floats in spirituality, right? You know, like one thing that is important is that what we're referring to here is um, introducing, you know, like as you would introduce push-ups to be in shape and running to be in shape. You introduce oh, yeah. meditation yeah. and yeah. You, you introduce spirituality to have your mind and spirit in shape, you know, like, and, and, you know, like it's, it's, um, so that's why, you know, like I, I want to precise that because sometimes people see this as, oh my God, you know, like, you, you know, like 
you know, like, is he, you know, like, is he having, you know, the Dalai Lama as guests? No, 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 that's not what we're talking about. And, you know, like, none of these individuals float and, you know, like, you know. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I mean, there may be like two of them, maybe. But uh, <laughs> there's, 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 there's a couple of them that are pretty good, right? Um, but, yeah, look, here's, here's, here's I mean, a, a big catalyst for all of, all of this, too, and spiritual dope is – uh, I remember going to, to sit with a Buddhist reverend and, and he had like a mouth like a sailor. I was like, wow, you can like still retain your personality and who you are and still share the spiritual message and still connect with other people on, on a spiritual level. And his um, answer was, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, 100%. 100%. Um, and, 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 that, and that is true. I was like, oh, it just like relaxed me to the core in just a moment, just by him dropping the F-bomb, right? Just by him saying fuck, just by saying shit. I felt like I was around normal people Yep. who, you know, were they doing a lot of good in the world? Yeah. Were they saints? No. You don't have to be a saint in order to have a, a, a great spiritual life. As a matter of fact, like I, I did a really great study earlier this year you know, just looking at like the number of you know the number of saints that were sinners before they were saints, right? And I think that's another thing that you know these these people who are saints in in our past they weren't always they, they didn't start off that way, right? Absolutely, yeah. So and and you know in the end maybe maybe they ended up in that space and that's great. But again, that's another that's another way that we can all just be like, wow, that's cool. Even even if you're like eighty today drunk at a whorehouse like tomorrow you could like wake up and be a saint and be on your way uh be touched spiritually and and do a lot of good like the even you know so i do the coaching and what i love about coaching is who you were yesterday has nothing to do with who you are today same thing with sobriety right like so what you got drunk and messed up yesterday who cares i mean is all you know whatever like today is a whole new day i mean look we we all know you know the anthem is like you know one day at a time for aa it's like today's your day yesterday maybe it wasn't okay cool yeah. let's let's roll today you want to be better today and you can say no is the beauty of all of this is is your choice once you start to make those choices for yourself we're we're going to support them most of the times people are going to support whatever choice you make because it's your life or people you know what i mean Right. You want to drink today? You want to be, listen, everybody's probably been on the show has been supported to go pick up some drugs, pick up some alcohol and do all the things, right? And the same thing is going to be on the other side. Same thing is going to be on the other side. People are going to be like, oh, you quit? And not only that, like well, one of the things that I loved about when I quit and in the sales place, right? They're like, what do you mean you quit drinking? I was like, yeah, I just, I just don't drink anymore. And it'd be like a week would go by. People would like start to confide me like, yeah, I want to quit too. What's it like? <laughs> like and I'd be like, I'd be like, I wake up clear headed. I wake up, you know, all these things. And um, I, I don't say as much stupid shit. So just know though, it's your life. These are your choices and you'll find support for it. Like no matter what you do, if you want to, you know, you want to clean up and sober up, you know, make that choice for yourself and people will support you. If you want to keep drinking and doing that, you're not ready. I mean, people will still support you, but yep. you know, um, you, you talked about, you know, like, uh, starting like a coaching practice. Can you tell me about, you know, like what has sparked the idea and, um, what, what it is all about? Yeah. You know, funny enough, uh, 
the idea that sparked my coaching practice was taking a sales coach at a sales coach. And she ended up being more of a life coach for me, uh, as a matter of fact. And and she was kind of the, the reason for me to start my podcast. And I still remember, um, I still remember, you know, doing all my sales coaching stuff. And, I, and I, you know, I, I, I got the idea to do a podcast and she realized that I wasn't really acting on my sales coaching, excuse me, stuff as much. She's like, do you still want to do this? I was like, yeah. She goes, well, you know, what do you want to change about this? I was like, you know what? I'd really like to be doing like a podcast, right? And I was expecting her to say something like, you know, all right, well, that's dumb. We're here to do this sales coaching stuff. We're here to do this thing. We're like, stay focused. Eye on the pies, bro, right? And she's like, all right, well, I can introduce you to a company. I told her kind of the, the, the idea that I have for the podcast. And she goes, well, I can make a couple introductions for you. And just like that, like having somebody encourage like the small dreams and wishes that you've got in your life. I mean, it, it was just easy enough, right? Like, it, and I wanted to do that for other people. I wanted to help other people to systematically or just help them to chase their dreams, to get to that point of, uh, of courage. Right. Yep. Because uh, we all know, I mean, Alex, that first time you press, you know, record and send it off into the internet, you're like, I could go up in flames. Yeah. Right. You shit your pants. You shit whole, your pants. The whole the whole world could come crashing down, but I'm gonna send it out there. So uh, so moment's courage, right? One moment's courage. And after you got one moment, and then not only do you have people encouraging you to do that, and then you have people you've never met reaching out to you and you're influencing people around the world. Uh and and uh you know, you, you just keep doing it. That's the podcast, and you get and then you just wanna try to help other people to find something like that for themselves, right? It doesn't have to be podcasting. It doesn't have to be marketing. It doesn't have to be branding. It has to be what lights you up, man? And why aren't you doing it? And how can I help you to get to that point, right? And that's it, right? You're, you're either How's ready or you're not. How's uh, it called, Brandon? Spiritual dope. Spiritual dope. Oh, same? Same thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, transformational coaching, through through it, life coaching, call it what you want. Um, you know, I think in the end, they uh, they all are the same thing. It's just applied yep. principles in different areas, right? How do you how do you want to apply this set of tools? Tell me what you're trying to accomplish. We'll apply the same tools everywhere. You just got to figure out how you know you're going to use them in those spaces. Have you added or intend to add like the you know like some of the NLP certification or you know like kind of kind of that? I did. I, yeah, I did NLP. I did NLP cert. I did a you know cognitive behavior therapy uh, certs, like three different life coaching certs and and all that stuff. I mean, I don't have an ICF. Uh, you know the 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 you know what was it like a thirteen month? Uh, and you know, I'm not an inspector, right? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was just making sure, like shit. Uh, but you know, but you know how people like it, it gets it gets real judgy in the coaching world too. I mean, as a yeah, matter of fact, I was, and, I was just talking to a friend of mine. She's like, uh, she's been a medium for her entire life, but not professionally, right? And she's trying to put together some. She's trying to put together some materials, and she goes, "Well, do you think that like I haven't been doing it long enough as a as a um, as a as a professional?" I was like, "What? It doesn't matter. That's I mean, you're doing it, and like, there's people that can't." that want your services, the yep. end. That's it. And not only that, Brendan, you know, like the reason why I'm saying that is that, you know, like we we have pretty much you know, like here in Quebec and, and it's mostly a Canadian thing, but you know, like we have um, um, like the public sector is really involved in our therapy center or, you know, like mm. most of the help. So then you have like life coaching, but 
very, very, very few, very few are oriented to addiction or substance or, you know, like there's, and, and there's definitely NLP private coaching, but you know, like, or, or life coaching or life mentoring, but the, the, um, how can I say that the monetization of therapy, you know, like of, of at least substance abuse therapy, it's very something that's very little known. Or you know, like the the um, having like a, a sober coach. Mm-hmm. Th- there's there's some in our English speaking speaking region. You know, like w- which is really small in Quebec. Um, I've spoken to a few, but in French, very 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 little. Um, you know, almost none. If there mm. are, like my sponsor, for example, because I'm, I'm I come from therapy, and you know, like so, I did AA and A, and um, so my sponsor is something that actually has been doing that all of his life. He's 79, 79 or eighty years old, so he's been doing that for forty something years, free. Yeah, you know, so he's sponsored like a hundred, hundreds of yeah, you know of people. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I'm, you know, like I have, you know, like I, I, I definitely have interest in, you know, like what you guys are doing because I truly believe that for some, you know, like this is the best option for them. You know, like being stuck with 20 something people, um, I was stuck there mid-February, like 15 years ago. And, um, well, I guess I, you know, like I had so much enough that, you know, like if they, you know, like we'd have been hundreds sitting one over each other, I would have, you know, like it would have made you know, like it would have been good for me, but, um, that's not for everyone. And AA and NA as well, you know, like it's, you know, like you need to kind of, you know, like, um, it's pretty depressing. much like take, take it's, the it's blue depressing. pill and <laughs> it, it, it can be depressing. Right. And it's not for yep. everybody for sure. And, you know, have you tried it? Um, I've gone right. Uh, and I think I, you know, I had to go for like DUIs or whatever, right. You had to go yep. like, get some type of stuff. Um, and same thing with like, and it's not that it doesn't work, but it can be, it can be a lot, especially as you're just kind of, especially as you're just trying to come out of it. Right. Uh, and then you're surrounded with other people that are, you know, still, uh, kind of in the grips of it. Right. Uh, same yep. thing with, um, um, oh gosh, what's it rehab, right. You know, there's everybody's just like, nobody's, there's no calmness. Everybody's on the edge, uh, at least back in the day, it's not really focused, it's not focused on mental well health. It's tends to be focused on the thing as a sickness, right? And if and we kind of detox, you know, like it's mostly right. detox, right? You know, like you're there for 21 days, you know, like, or three months, but which is kind of the te- detox moment. Um, so, you know, like th- there's very little spiritual talk, you know, mm. like it's, uh, yeah, you know, like there's, <laughs> I was and, there again, 21 the, and the, days. And the focus is on your sickness, right? The focus is on, it's not on you getting better. It's not on your mental health. It's it's focused on your sickness. So if you focus on your sickness, you're focusing on your sickness. You're focusing on that. And, and you're like, now you've labeled yourself as like mentally d- you know, diseased and whatever. And I don't, I don't have that view, right? What I have, my view is, okay, you did something. You had to have it, kind of sucked. You know, you did some things you, you weren't super proud of. What do you want to do now? Yep. 
right? Um, and 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 again, what about not for today? Everybody. What about what today? About- right? Like, yeah. Yep. And and where do you want to go from here? You know, if that's you know, and again, you gotta. It's what you gotta. You have to want it for yourself. You can't go in if somebody else wants you to go in. You don't go in if somebody. You don't do it unless you're doing it for yourself. Unless you're doing it for real, right? Yeah. And then you know, then that's where your 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 real chances come from. If you're in there because you're trying to make everybody else happy outside of you, chances are that's not going to be something that sticks. It's got to be something that you want for yourself, and it's got to be something that you're willing to literally kind of like I said before. What are the benefits, right? Look at the, look at all the benefits, yeah, of of stopping, right? Now try to now try to draw out that same benefit list if you keep on, right? Like if you keep going, what what are the benefits there? So yeah, and as far as like monetization, um, you know, look, I don't, I don't just, I don't, I coach, I'll coach anybody, right? That's going through spiritual practice. Uh, I, I, I don't condemn it. Like anything that you're doing in your life, you're on your own path. Yeah, I can't tell you what's right for you. You know, I can't tell Absolutely. you that. Like, I can't tell you that today's drink, if you're a single man, doesn't introduce you to the love of your life and and the life changing forces that are out there in the world. Right. Like there could be somebody that today that helps. And then like, you know, Hey, maybe five years from now you, you decide to sober up and you have the most wonderful life ever. Um, I can't tell you what's going to happen. Um, you know, in terms of uh, the work that I do, it's, it's, it's like, Hey, let's, let's implement some of these spiritual practices. Let's see what they are for you. Let's see how you harness that for like your own benefit and good and, and see what it's like to be connected with a source greater than yourself to take the world on. Right. I mean, cause if you're just trying to do it by yourself, you're going to have a hell of a problem. And for those that want to know about tomorrow, you refer them to your friend that just newly has um, built our business of medium. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll connect. Look, I, I'll definitely connect anybody. I definitely connect anybody. Uh, I'll connect. Uh, if, if somebody wants that, like that wouldn't be me. That's for sure. Right. Connected to a medium. If there's somebody, uh, you know, I don't just, you know, when I first started, I'm like, I'll coach anybody. Give me anybody to coach. But now you really want to find that fit, right? You really yeah. want to find the person that you know that you work well with, that you know that you can benefit them and 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 really help them out. If and I some, don't feel like and it's some me. Tell, yeah, and you're right, Brendan, because, you know, like you said it, you know, like some ter- therapy will fit their bill and some private coaching definitely fit more of their bill. And um, and yeah, you know, like there's there's, I think there's definitely – kind of almost like an humble situation where you say, you know what, you know, like, I think you, you know, like you, you, you deserve a therapy session or, you know, like, or, 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 you know, like, a, a yeah. And that's the, I think it's the way to go. Um, when I stopped, you know, like my parents didn't know shit about, you know, like what, what you know, like what was going on with me, you know, like, so yeah. they kind of, you know, like went on the internet and was like, <laughs> drug problem <laughs> you know and that was pretty right. much it you know like it was like okay so here's the two addresses and phone numbers we got you know like pick one and please help yourself you know like i'm like okay um yeah. brendan thank you you know Absolutely like you're, you're um you, you, you know like i i'm humbled flattered honored by you know like the the traction Almost around the world that I'm getting from that freaking podcast, people, you know, like people in Europe are pissed because I, you know, like I, I record too er- or too early or too late at night, you know, like and they want to be part of it, but you know, eh, sorry, uh, but you know, like I, I get reached out by 
many people that you know like we didn't know each other brandon and i feel that you know like if you're if i was your neighbor i was your non-drinking designated drive driver as well you know like neighbor and yeah. we got to get along well you know like i'm you know like it's um like i said you know like it's humbling and um you know like i'm 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 honored to have you to have had you on you know like it's um I'm I'm always in shock, you know. Like people, like I've received that email of someone want to get in get in touch with you. I'm like, really, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. What have I done? You know? <laughs> you show and you listen. I mean, so you know, what you're doing right now is you're showing up. You're holding the space for people, right? You're holding the space. You're having these conversations. They're honest, and to your point too, they're not they're not uh, they're not 100 percent namaste i've made it i'm floating it's like hey i'm a real person i get up i go to work i have like i i you know sometimes sometimes on tuesdays at three i could really go for like another joint i could go for a beer i could go for any of that stuff but you know i just keep doing my job i keep doing my thing and i know that the path that i'm on is the right one for me and that's that's what you're sharing alex and and that's who you're connecting with and it's great because like there's no holier than thou in this conversation whatsoever right so yeah, thanks for doing the work that you're doing, and that's that's what's resonating with people. Uh, lastly, uh, Brendan, when can where can people find you? Uh, spiritualdope.co. Awesome, and um, and so they're gonna find everything there. Yeah, you'll find all the podcasts there. You can listen on your you know platform of choice. Uh, you'll find links to Facebook, uh, Instagram, and then there's a contact form if you want to reach out. And there's a couple little courses on there as well for yourself. Perfect. So it's you know like that that link's going to be uh, provided in the description of the episode. So don't don't stop right here. We're almost done. Um, thanks again, really, for your time, Brendan. It was appreciated, and you know like I had the blast tonight. So um, thank you. Absolutely, Alex. Pleasure. Take care.